0: Our mortgage team happens to be an arm of a bigger company who is a direct lender, which means our company gets to use its own money and make its own decisions within its own walls. There's no middleman. This advantage often allows us to get you a better rate, which can save you monthly and lifelong money through a refinance or help you with a cash out refinance, cashing out some of your home's equity to use for life. We our United Faith Mortgage. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp, 25 Melville Park Road, Melville, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to NMLSConsumerAccess.org. Corporate NMLS number one three three zero. Equal housing lender. Not licensed in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, North Dakota, South Dakota, and Utah. Well, some people only see the problems. But Anthony Watkins sees opportunities. He's a visionary leader with a background in both the nonprofit and for-profit sectors. And his experience involves a deep understanding of management, program development, team building, strategic planning, coaching, and fundraising. So it sounds like he's a great person to be the executive director of Hope for the Inner City, which is a nonprofit located in East Chattanooga. Good morning to you, Anthony. Thanks for being with us.
1: Good morning, Tabby.
0: Well, you know what? I was reading that, and I um, found you on LinkedIn, and saw a bunch of my friends were friends with your friends, and friends with you. And um, this ministry is close to my heart because I um, was very familiar with some of the people who founded the two ministries that became this ministry. Mm-hmm. Will you tell us kind of how Hope for the Inner City came to be?
1: Absolutely. Um, Randy Neighbors uh, is a pastor right now. He's at First Press he's a mission director there, but. Randy had an idea in his early beginnings, Uh, he was a covenant student, Bible study, working with kids in the inner city, and uh, inner city ministry took shape uh, when he decided that mercy was really important. How do we help people in their difficulties and challenges? Mm -hmm. And so he started that ministry in the 70s. The Chapman family did an amazing job working through that. And so during those times, uh, Randy was away. He had uh, mission work, uh, back to seminary, a number of things he did came back with a new idea. How can we actually work with people and help them further their lives? Workforce development, I guess, is an easy way to say it. And that started in the 90s. Mm-hmm. So if we move forward rapidly to 2007. The ministries merged. So the first ministry, Inner City mm-hmm. Ministry, uh, early 70s. In the 90s, Hope for Chattanooga. Mm-hmm. So two different emphasis, but still serving and trying to connect to the community and help people. And in 2007 in December, they merged the ministries and it became Hope for the Inner City. And so that's kind of like almost three iterations, if you think about it, the 70s and 90s. And here we are in the 2000s. And uh, I've been there since 2020. And it's a longer story there, but, you know, that's kind of how it all began.
0: Okay, thank you so much. And you're hearing from Anthony Watkins, the Executive Director of Hope for the Inner City, which is our ministry spotlight for the month of February. And you have this background that's really interesting. Like you were an entrepreneur, you were a caterer, you worked in business, Mm -hmm. but now you're also working in the nonprofit sector, but helping people move forward economically. How does all this work together? Tell us a little bit about you.
1: That's a really long story, but if if I shorten it to the point... You know, there's always, um, we have natures about ourselves. And I actually remember as a kid, uh, my mom used to worry about me trusting people too much. She said, you just care too much. So if I take that premise of what I sounded like or looked like to my mom, as I got into just school and what am I going to do when I grow up? Business, uh, sales, relating to people, love people, love being around them, the dynamic. Obviously, if you knew me, I'm an extrovert. So you look at that and then, you know, Things just happen, I mean, in a way that someone says, hey, you ought to be good, you're good at this. And so I got Mm -hmm. into the business where the insurance uh, industry served there for about 20 years. And during that time, um, church and growing up with a family, uh, became a youth pastor for a while. So again, that care factor, how can I share and help others? And that was my journey to actually learning to get to know the Lord just by thinking about how can I share what I do as an adult with kids, Mm -hmm. with high school kids. And so just keep moving along. Uh, During an event at our church, I told my wife, I think I want to be a caterer when I grow up. So that idea stuck, but we had four kids. And in short, I had to wait 15 years to start that. So just know that you can have a dream and you keep at it and it takes time to get there. And then it just kept moving me towards change. And I've always been willing to look at change as a good thing. So I guess all in all, coaching, uh, mentoring, all that kind of wrapped together in what I did through my life. And I Uh guess that's where the the whole way it all began. How can I care? How can I help? Uh-huh. And so the roles that we get into, we got to figure out how we can go someplace and get up in the morning and love going to where we go. Yeah. And so everything I've done has been in that premise. I've loved cooking, culinary school, all those things. And the joy you get to see people enjoy a meal, uh-huh. and when I think about our faith, you know, fellowship at a table, yeah. breaking bread, and everybody's equal there. There's nobody higher or lower. You know, once you break it, You're all one. And so uh, it's been an amazing journey. So that's that's kind of the nutshell of it all.
0: I love that. And I just wanted to let you know that we love to eat around here. (laughs) (laughs) Just take a little break to say that. Okay. Anytime you want to go back to that Hmm. catering gift. I got
1: you (laughs) (laughs) for sure.
0: Oh, wow. So I want to ask you this. What are some of the problems that you see in the neighborhoods that you're serving? What's going on?
1: Well, you know, I'm not from Chattanooga, of course, but just in the time here, and it resembles neighborhoods all over the country. Mm -hmm. And there's always poverty, there's always folks who have less, and there's always people who have a whole lot. So you've got this space. Mm -hmm. And particularly as I've come to see Chattanooga, it's just basically um, part of the city where the income's low uh, doesn't mean they're any less than. But, you know, a lot of things that people know has been shared, it's been perpetuated. So sometimes poverty seems okay because they don't know any difference. So their awareness factor is really keen, you know, making sure they understand who they are in God's eye particularly and that they're valued. And, um, you know, when you're in spaces where you have major basic needs, it's hard to actually see the rest of who you are and what you can be so um, just uh, relationships that's what the word's all about Mm -hmm. so what we try to do is develop those relationships meeting basic needs such as food Mm -hmm. there's a lot of things that we do but ultimately um, when I think about it we're always going to have people on both ends okay and you know the word says you know we're supposed to help keep our brothers and sisters and so we try to do that and so you know I think uh, like I said all over the country there's there's challenges and You know, Hope has been in the city for a while, and I continue to meet people who have shared how their life has been changed. have been through the very iterations of what Hope has been and done. So I just want to continue that. And it makes it easy when you just care.
0: And you're joining us while we're in a conversation with Anthony Watkins, Executive Director of Hope for the Inner City, which is our ministry spotlight for the month of February. And they're doing some powerful things in Chattanooga. And so, Anthony, we were talking about uh, friendship building, relationship building, um, getting involved with the people in in the neighborhoods that you serve. And you've got a specific way that you think about this. That's part of your mission.
1: Absolutely. So our mission, I'm boiling down to three words. Uh, and all of us to glorify God, because it's actually the last four words in our mission to glorify God and yeah. what we do. But the three words that I like to uh, in- introduce you to is what is engagement what does investment look like? And then where does empowerment take you? Mm. So in the work that we do, the engaging piece is just kind of how we meet our neighbors as they are. They come to come to us. And more recently, we're actually reaching out and trying to just get more people to come to us just to kind of hear kind of what we're trying to accomplish. So the engagement is connecting with community, mm. asking the needs, trying to understand, that, OK, are, are our efforts where they should be? So we have to make sure that we can't think that we know what to do, how to fix and get everything going. Mm-hmm. So an engagement is really important. And then as I think about moving further, once we make these connections, we have opportunities to make an investment. Mm-hmm. So that engage the first key to our mission, the invest side, the investment is our time and effort to go a little further, a little deeper. We have opportunities like for instance, we to do a senior luncheon at the end of every, every month, last Wednesday of the month, we invite seniors to come to us. And we've learned to get to know them based on what they've asked for. So we're investing time. We, we, we provide a meal. We have a guest speaker that comes in. We'll share a topic of interest that relates to them that they can take with them. So in a way of being the well-being of everybody is important. Seniors are prone to be scammed, all kind of yeah, things. So we've true. had speakers come in and talk about how to safeguard against that. Uh-huh. So as I think about those first two words, the empowerment. I've been there for three years, and the ministry's been working really hard to try to find a way to move people further than just giving them what they need. We need to work with them in a way where they actually want to move further and that's the empowerment piece. We wanna focus more on, instead of handing a guy a fish, teaching him how to. Mm-hmm. So the empowerment piece is, through some of our trainings that we have, uh, if they learn a little something that they didn't know, they can do it better, like financial literacy, for instance. Managing your money when you work, but seemingly not to have enough Maybe it's like, you know, do you know where it's going? So we're we're investing into them. We do this training, this coaching, walk alongside of them. And mm-hmm. once they're aware, they're a little better than they were. So that's where empowerment comes from. Mm-hmm. We want our community to be able to sustain themselves. And we know it's not all about money. It's about living well enough to provide for yourself. And if you need help, people do care. They can come and help. So engage, invest, and empower is kind of how we focus our efforts on serving the community. And we meet people in different stages where they might not start with one, but can go to another. And that's where we take time to get to know them and just mm-hmm. go a little further than just, you know, what can I do today? Is there more? What are you looking for in life? And can we be a part of that?
0: Oh my goodness, that's powerful. Engage, invest, empower, uh, and training.
1: That's part of it. And
0: training, that's, okay. That's a
1: big part of it.
0: I love this. Uh, yeah. And you you guys do job readiness at Hope for the Inner City. How do you get somebody ready for a job or ready for a job that can pay them more so that they can pay their bills and so that they have food on the table? How do you get them ready for that?
1: Well, let me say we don't do what we do by ourselves. So in the midst of the training, education, whatever you want to call it, um, we partner with Chalmers here locally. Ah. And they have programs, faith and finance and work life. So to the point, the empowerment, how do we get someone ready for a job we need to make sure they're ready for themselves to be different than they are. Mm-hmm. You know, God gives us all gifts. And when you have other worries and don't have our basic needs, you kind of, you're missing out on what that is. You don't have time even to think about it. So we try to first off empower them to think about who their selves are. You know, there's a lot of trauma in life. Mm-hmm. You got to face it sometimes to get past it. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes that's the beginning point to let them know they're just as valued. if Whether you have a lot of money, have a lot of stuff. It's all about living, understanding yourself, and the gifts you have. So if we can start seeing people value themselves better and then talk to them what it means to have a job. Mm -hmm. In Genesis, God said every day it was good after he did his work. So trying to get them to think about work in a different way to like and enjoy or figure out if I don't and can't get where I want to is stepping stones. So we help them to move further along. And again, that gets to that empowerment though. And that gets them to think about it because if they owned a business and a guy didn't show up for work, that causes a problem for the business. I'm not producing yeah. as much. But on the other side, that guy gets a job and he's had challenges in life. He gets paid, he gets happy, and he didn't show up for work. And then he shows up, he got paid, he didn't show up and he goes back and he's ready to go. And the guy says, where were you? Well, what do you mean? Here I am. So that disconnect, how do you communicate? Huh. How do you figure out the right thing to do at the right time in the midst of working and living. Mm-hmm. So we got to kind of get them to think further than they have happy for a little deeper in a way so uh-huh. they understand what work is all about because it's all good. Uh-huh. It provides its security and it's rewarding if you find a space you can get in that really wakes you up in the morning and say, I'm ready to go. I'm
0: ready to go, and I love what I'm yeah. doing. Yeah. yeah, exactly. What a gift all of that is. And then lastly, I wanted to ask you about the community gardens. Are oh, you yeah. guys still doing those?
1: Absolutely, absolutely. It's, um, we have a community manager right now. started last year. It's been a hard moving that along, but any ministry has to work in phases. You know, we got to have funding. We have all these things to do the work we do. But right now, uh, recently, we've put 22 new raised beds in the back. We have about 10,000 square feet of garden space. I wish I had a tractor. I can call it a farm, but I don't have that yet. (laughs) Maybe I get a mini tractor. I don't know. But anyway, uh, we're producing. um, He harvested like eight pounds of carrots last week. And so we're just really very planning the the land in a way to Uh have enough produce to go out with the food that we distribute through the week as well. Another program we do food distribution. Fresh 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 vegetables. Okay. But even there... Can we teach you about where your food comes from yeah. and how you can actually do it for yourself? Like back in the day, everybody had a garden. That's right. And they, they were sustainable to some degree for what they grew. Uh-huh. And so our garden is kind of a, a community garden away when, when it's harvest time we get to go say you pick mm-hmm. and other times we have some young folks there we work with some kids at hardy or we'll be doing more of that to talk to them about gardening okay food insecurity you don't have to be as insecure if you have a little more knowledge so it's back to mm-hmm. can we invest a little time show a little bit share a little bit and then they go and say hey i can do this myself mm-hmm. but the garden's just fun i mean i love playing in the dirt personally i'm a master gardener i've I'm a learning. I want to learn as I go. I see something yeah, I just go for it. you do everything. But I try to share that with our team, and then we try to share that with community uh-huh. in a way that they we can say, you can. And they think, no, oh, I can't. But actually, you can do these things, and that's our push. Let's find out what you can do uh-huh. and develop that to something, even as an idea for a business.
0: Uh-huh.
1: I love talking to people about ideas because a business of any kind solves a problem, and we have ton of them. And if you got an idea how to solve one of those, that can translate into a small business being something a lot bigger. But even there, you're serving and helping people better than they are, because you're taking care of their problems. Uh, so the garden's pretty important. It all connects everything that we do. If you were to come and see us at Hope, come take a walk in the garden, April 2nd. We're actually gonna have a plant sale. Our farm manager is now seeding. He's in three phases. He's got stuff that is almost ready for ground. Okay. So season's not quite there, so he's got a shed. Okay. so uh, it's a lot going on. I can I, I can talk a day.